Welcome to Chip's Money Tips Podcast. I'm Chip Chinnery. Tonight's episode, comedian Jimmy Pardo talks about declaring bankruptcy, how he monetized his podcast, and how a Chip's Money Tip got him $750 in cash. That's next. Welcome to Chip's Money Tips Podcast. I'm Chip Chenery. This is my very first podcast, and I'm very uh, lucky to have Jimmy Pardo here as my, my first guest. Hello, Chip. Hi, Jimmy. Jimmy is a, uh, a pioneer, in, and I thought about this. You're a pioneer in podcasts, and this is my very first podcast, so when it goes out, it will actually be the newest podcast out there, and you have been around forever in podcast world. Uh, I've been around since uh, April of 2006. We just crossed five and a half uh, years, and going strong, Chipper. And it's called the Podcast. It's called Never Not Funny. That's uh, what is uh, this now? Uh, I should subscribe to this. <laughs> you do. Is this on the on the on your internet? You, you can get it right there on the World Wide Web. Oh, yeah, the, you know, the web goes worldwide now. What? Yeah, that's what the WWW stands for. I, like I that. thought it was about the Third World War. It turns out it's not. No, isn't? No. Hmm. I had, now I talked to you when I thought about doing this. I said I want to do a personal finance website. So or website. I want to do a personal finance podcast, mm-hmm. and I said, Jimmy, what about a cool name like Podcast? I thought, how about call it Podcast? Yours, you have a you have a website, Podcast. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, Podcast with an H, like a podcast with an H. And this is going to be great. What did I tell you? Uh, it's overdone. Listen, I'm not a good businessman. <laughs> uh, now that you say it out loud, Podcast, I kind of like it. I'm still going to stand by my thought. I think it's overdone. I think the play on podcast names is overdone. I stand by it. I, 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 uh, I hope I'm proven wrong. Well, I don't know if you, this surprises you or not, but when I get an idea in my head, I'm like a, like a, a pit bull on a baby's head. So it's going to be called it. Chip's it's, Podcast. Well, it's, it's, I bought the domain. All right. <laughs> so well, listen. If I, you go to podcast, it'll send you to chipsmoneytips.com. I think it's good that on your first financial financial podcast, you've already made a bad money decision. <laughs> I'm already down a You've bucks. already announced to these people, <laughs> I've already invested in something poorly. <laughs> so uh, I think that's a good call. Now, I, now I, I also, we're at this the first time uh, recording this, and we're in the studio, the mm-hmm. Chips Money Tips studio, and you are sitting in the Poang chair. I am the Poang, uh, I guess. Are, we, are, are these the podcast studios? Yes, in the podcast studios. <laughs> it's catching on already. I love it. I don't think it's uh, uh, tough to say. I no. think it rolls off the tongue nicely if you overthink it. <laughs> and uh, I love it. Podcast. Oh, <laughs> we got a, our audience member, Pat, is here, and he's giving it the thumbs down. So, so far, we're going to have to mark that as a no, no. And uh, That's unfair. <laughs> the uh, I should say this, too, in case people don't know you. I know you because I've known you for 20-some years. We've, uh, we first met in Lincoln, Nebraska. That's right. Is that true? No, we met in Chicago. We met in Lincoln, and then we did Chicago later. But we, I was working with Andy Kindler at Noodles in, in Lincoln. Wait, and that's the very first time we ever met. Because then uh, Andy and I are like, what are, what are you doing? And I don't know. They got a one-nighter over there, and you were working with Vince Curran. Vince Curran. And so Andy and I came over and said, hi, we're Andy and Chip. Who are you? That's right. And then we, uh, I know uh, we ditched Vince. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we actually ditched him. I don't think he was he interested. Was, I think he was going up with some ladies. I believe you're, uh, you're right. And you and Andy and I uh, went to uh, Denny's. 
That sounds and right. uh, until about four in the morning, uh, back in the days when I did that sort of thing, yeah, uh, hanging out with the comics till four in the morning, and I think the three of us just laughed ourselves silly for yeah. you know five hours. Became fast friends. And yes, we did the Johnny Walker Comedy Festival in '90 together. The Walker, yep. <laughs> and uh, it was 1990 where you and I uh, made the semifinals. Yes, uh, along with uh, Pete Schwabe. That's true. And I believe Steve McGrew won our. Uh, That's our true. Heat. That's not not Steve Mudflap McGrew. That came later. Yeah, Mudflap was not a nickname yet. At that time, he had the pompadour and a green suit. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah. And I remember uh, you and I did uh, they did some behind the scenes videos uh, for that. And uh, <laughs> boy, if you're looking for two guys trying too hard, you found them. You, me, and Brian Leonard couldn't get on camera enough. Yeah. I couldn't have offered less. Yeah. Oh, what are you gonna do? No, Kids. what are you gonna do? We're gonna look back on it fondly. Well, let's see what else I got on you, Jimmy. It's yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy. That's right. Okay. Podcast. I've prepared everything. I've got a no, I've got a notepad. Mm-hmm. I, I've gargled like a, I'm, <laughs> I'm like the guy at the beginning of the King's Speech. I've gargled. I'm this far away from my thumb to my finger from the mic. <laughs> all right. I've got it all set. <laughs> that pinky distance. Uh, I want to apologize for the WD forty. I, I have I had a squeaky chair, so if it's a little too WD forty in here, I push, I apologize for that. Uh, it smells I, good. It smells great. I'm over concerned. You're at the podcast studios. Uh huh. How's uh, that going? Do we have a Do we have a live ticker on whether people like podcasts or not? Is there a poll somewhere on the Pat five? Oh, it's even. Oh, it's even now. It's even, it's even five, five and five. five. This is exciting. It's your first, you, this is your first podcast, yet you have a live ticker going. <laughs> Either that or Pat was doing his Marcel Marceau in a box impression. Either one. Could have happened. Uh, and thanks for listening in. Okay. <laughs> Are we done? Yeah, it's over. It's it good? I think it went pretty well. So the legal the, the legal part was uh, you buying a, do- a domain name that's worthless. <laughs> yeah. That's basically the only legal, the only financial advice you're going to give this episode. Well, I, I, everybody has a podcast now. Yeah, and everybody at our little poker game has a podcast. I think you're right. And I had to do that because I had to be part of the group. Mm-hmm. We have Gil Martin with the... Uh, Mental Health Happy Hour. Mental Health Happy Hour. We have the 40-year-old boy, Mike Schmidt. That's right. We got Jimmy Pardo. The Vanguard. Never not funny. <laughs> Never not funny. We have Mike Siegel and his travel podcast, and then Pat's got his rock and roll podcast. Rock Solid. Uh, Never Not Funny presents Rock Solid, the first spinoff from the Never Not Funny Industries. This is exciting. You're in industry now? Well, you actually had, I'll say this, you actually make money at this. Yeah, we make, uh, we're one of the, I, I don't want to know if we're one of the few, but we, we're one of the few that have a subscriber base right. uh, podcast where people pay $19.99 for audio, $24.99 for audio and video, and uh, for 26 episodes, that's less than 77 cents a week if you want audio only, and we are the, uh, as far as I know, we're the only successful subscription-based podcast. I know other ones do well with donations and some right. other folks uh, sell back episodes and that sort of thing uh but i think as far as subscription based i think uh, we were the one that uh, that made it work now how does that happen everybody out there is like this is this is ridiculous nobody makes money at podcasts well you know what well you know again we started in april of 2006 and we did two years of free episodes built up a great fan base this is before the podcasting boom so it was really culty and niche uh um uh, where yeah, only I, I don't know I don't want to say nerds, but I think only comedy nerds and tech nerds were listening to podcasts at the time. Right. Um, I kind of felt like, um, I, I, as much as I loved doing it, I, I kind of felt like I was a guy on basic or not basic, uh, more cable ac- access. Mm-hmm. I felt like a guy who was setting up at his dining room table and uh, having my buddies over. And um, not like the podcast. No, not, studios. Not, not, no, we we could have the podcast studios. Um, I just kind of felt like this guy that was thought he was in show business. Yeah. So I said to my uh, co-host slash producer, Matt Belknap, uh, I'm thinking about stopping this. Um, unless, and it wasn't an ultimatum really, but it was like, 
you know, let's see if we can make money at this. I'm about to have a son. I I, I hate traveling. Maybe we can, um, uh, you know, we we can monetize this thing. And we did it. I believe, and I and I've and I'm a broken record with this. I believe we did it in the exact window to make it work. Yeah. Any sooner, yeah. no. Had to build up the audience. Any later, no. Here's a zillion new podcasts. Right. I think we did it right in this weird little. Uh, look, I keep saying window of uh, of opportunity where we we have our fan base, our cult niche fan base. Uh, you know, the paid uh, subscribers is a nice number. It's not humongous, but it's 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 enough that I keep going. Yeah, and I, I don't know if you said this because I'm as an interviewer, I'm not really listening to you. I'm thinking about other questions. Sure. Um, I, I would just listen. <laughs> you think that's easier? Yes. What have you done these before? I have, and I think if you're going to listen to anything, it's to sell off podcast.com as quickly as you can. <laughs> Because I Pat, what is the ticker on that? Do you have anything? Any new information? Oh, it's seven to two. Somehow we lost. Oh, no. What? <laughs> oh, it's seven. Five to two. Three guys just dropped out. Ten. Ten is ten is. Ooh, oh, ten, ten down. Ten, ooh, ten, ten down. to seven. So it's seven. Yes, ten down. Okay, that's bad. Those but are, you, those you are started, going slowly. Didn't you do this as part of a thing? Like I'm tired of being on the road so much doing stand-up, and you wanted to have if this took off and you could make a little scratch at it, you wouldn't have to go on the road as much. You have your family. That's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was one of the uh, one of the reasons I thought to give it a try. And luckily enough, enough people came in. I had a number in my head. I said, if this, if X amount mm -hmm. sign up for this, uh, I will do it. And that that number doubled within three days. Right. Like so, out of the box, it was like, "Oh my God, this is working!" And we've since climbed, and our subscriber base is is, is decent. You know, the more people listen to the free feed, we do what you call the freemium model. You get the first twenty minutes for free on iTunes, and then if you want to hear the whole thing, you have to pay for the episode. Um, I think I don't know if, if it's the best platform. You know, we've uh, kind of plateaued as far as getting new people right in, uh, especially with all these new podcasts. We're you know doing. Uh, shows to invest in a guy only doing 20 minutes uh, and then you only get a piece of the episode uh, it's a little hard to, to build and uh, you know we'll, we'll figure that out one day it looks like the ticker says seven more people like what they're hearing here at podcast oh this thing's this thing's growing if anything so this is going to turn it around yeah now and things have actually gone great for you since you, you I, I don't think we mentioned this or we meaning me you uh, are the warm-up guy for Conan O'Brien. I like to call it the opening act, Chip. Opening uh, act I, I don't throw out any fun-sized candy bars. I don't have a T-shirt cannon. None? I don't have to babysit during the commercial breaks. Oh. I come out and I do uh, minimum 12 minutes, uh, sometimes more. did 23 the other day. Really? Did 20, did 33 the other day. You're kidding me. Yeah, there was a, uh, it was the day that Conan uh, said something uh, about, uh, uh, don't worry, Boston fans, they still have to live in Tampa. When Tampa beat uh, Boston in the in the baseball playoffs, and uh, Tampa went crazy, right? You know, Conan O'Brien's bad mouth at our town, so they had to come up with a bit to respond, and it happened right as we were going. So I had to fill time while they were writing that bit, and uh, luckily, great audience, yeah, because uh, I could usually tell when they're done with me, yeah, right. where they uh, <laughs> they they want to see Conan. Um, that was a great audience, and. Um, uh, you know, I mean, hell, I've been doing this for twenty something years. You right. know, I, I can riff for twenty, you know, thirty minutes. So it was uh, a piece of cake, but it was time. It was yeah. ready. And you, you've also gotten to do the uh, on the uh, Team Coco website. You're the Pardo Patrol. Doing the Pardo Patrols with TeamCoco.com. dot com. I just had the pleasure of singing a duet with Daryl Hall, <laughs> and uh, I've done them with Tom Hanks and Rob Corddry and Jeff Garland, and uh, th those are just a joy. Now, Jimmy, this is my Barbara Walters moment. Now, Jimmy, things haven't always gone well for you in your career, have they? Oh, no. They have always gone good? No, no, no. I agree with you. Oh, no. They've, uh, 
because you've had some tough times, and I, I don't. I feel weird about talking to you about this, but if you want to talk about it, you know, I don't know if I've had tough times as much as uh, you know. I think that this business is ups and downs. I think mm-hmm. it's, pe- it's peaks and valleys. Um, you know, when I first moved to LA, LA, um, and I think is that what you're alluding to? Yeah. Um, you know, I moved out here like a jackass with you know maybe five hundred dollars in my pocket and a, and a jackass roommate. <laughs> um, you know, I moved out here with like no money, but it was it was time to move out here. Right. And uh, which was 1995. Um, I had a you know a, a manager who said you know you, you know you got to move out here. This is this this is the town. You know you've got a unique voice. Blah blah blah. And uh, so I came out here with like no money. I loaded up my car. That's all I had was in my car. Um, I think my mom gave me a prepaid Visa card or whatever to, to buy a bed and uh, and a TV, which is what I did like the second I got out here. Right. And uh, and then, you know, I spent, uh, I'd be in town for four weeks, I would go on the road for six weeks, and the six weeks basically was just to pay bills. Right. And, uh, and it would cover airline tickets and rental cars and, and, ba- and rent, which was $725 split in half. Right. So we were uh, each paying, uh, paying 370 or whatever it was for rent, um, plus expenses. I don't even know if we had cable at the time. And... Um, Probably not. I would imagine it was just just regular television. Right. Television. Mm. Uh, so I got in a hole. I got in a huge hole. I was paying everything with credit card. Yeah. Um, and I got, uh, you know, I don't know, 75000 bucks in debt. Was it that much? Yeah, I it was no bad. Idea. Yeah, it was bad. Wow. How do you... Well, no, well, according to my attorney, because I, you know, eventually declared bankruptcy. Yeah. Um, which uh, apparently I'm I'm freely talking about these days. I didn't realize that I I thought it was public knowledge, and all of a sudden uh, when I mentioned it on my show the other day, I said, "Well, you know, I declared bankruptcy." Everybody looked at me like, "What's this? What's this new information?" <laughs> well, I knew it, and I maybe a closer circle knew it, but I didn't know that if you wanted to say it. Yeah, I, t- I you know I did it. It was in uh, you know I think '97. Yeah, because what I'm saying is like there are people out there now who are having tough times, and the idea that you've declared bankruptcy, you've gone through something I haven't gone through, and I'd love to hear about. What led up to that? Well, it was tough. It was a tough decision because I, you know, I, 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 I'm never a guy to try to, you know, screw the man. Right. You know, I, I was always a guy that paid my, or wanted to pay my bills on time, which is why I got into credit card debt because uh, I was paying, putting everything on credit card. Um, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't living lavishly. My, you know, Pat Francis and I were roommates who would, you know, we would go and buy, you know, dollar ninety nine meals, right. uh, you know, or. Uh, you know, $5 pizzas, and that would try to last us two days. Yeah. Uh, you know, we weren't going out and wasting money. Right. Uh, so, you know, this money was really, like, I again, I moved here with no money. So, like, any money I had went towards down a deposit for an apartment plus first month's rent, first and last in deposit, and then just scraping by and gas and car payment and everything like that. Uh, How do you get from... Having basically nothing to seventy-five grand in the hole. Did it take a number of years? Well, it was all. It was yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I wasn't smart with my money before I moved here. You know, I mean, I wasn't. Uh, you know, I was living at home uh, with my mom and stepfather, but I had a five hundred and twelve dollar a month car payment. Oh yeah. Uh, and a you know whatever you know couple you know hundred and something dollar insurance. So but, which I rationalized. Well, I'm living at home. I would be spending this seven hundred dollars a month on rent if I wasn't. So, right. but it's still stupid. You know why, why do I have a Chrysler LeBaron convertible in Chicago? You know what I mean? I, I think I put the top down twice. Because <laughs> it looked sweet in it. It looked yeah. great. I pulled up and went, "Hey, look at Pardo's car, a big shot, you know, a hole." <laughs> so 
you know, I, I wasn't smart with my money to begin with, and then to move out here, you know, in with back debt. Right. And then it just, you know, it just, I probably moved out here with $20,000 in debt, but I didn't think that was anything. Right. And then it, uh, you know, it was probably 72000 Uh But according to my attorney, you know, that that's nothing. He's like, oh, that's nothing. You, are you sure you want to even do this? Go, yes. I can't get out of this. <laughs> Sir, you haven't noticed. I'm not, I'm not moving forward. I'm going down. I'm, yeah. I'm, it's getting worse. And, yeah. And it was getting to the point where, you know, I, I, you know, I couldn't go to my parents for help anymore. You know, I'm a 30-something-year-old man, and, you know, I, again, I, I'm trying to be, do all the right things, pay my bills on time, and I also didn't want to bother them. You know, it's like, uh, it's only, you know, so, I, I, you know, you feel like a loser. 30-something years old, going to your dad, hey, dad, can you help me pay my rent this month? You know, and, um, which I did three months in a row, and then it was like this, I can't do this anymore. So it wasn't a, you weren't one of those guys who we run into out here all the time who are like well the universe needs to know that we think we deserve this so i'm going to buy this suit for eight hundred dollars because i need to let the universe know that i deserve these great things and no like that we all know go crazy no i mean i you know i spend money now because i'm loaded but uh uh at the but you know what i i have i'm doing okay financially now because i mean i watch every penny now yeah to to probably to an ocd level where every morning I, you know, I, I balance my checkbook and, yeah. and I make sure everything's, you know, everything's in order. Because uh, you and I both share that borderline OCD uh, control freakishness, I think. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you more than me, uh, or else I would never would have been bankrupt. But, yeah. but, you know, but, but again, I, I, I'm hard on myself. It, it, it was, I was bankrupt because I was doing the right thing. I, I, uh, and then I, it was hard for me to come to the decision to, do, to declare bankruptcy. Uh, which is, I think is what you asked me 40 minutes ago. But uh, there's a little bit of, uh, that's a little money Pat Francis owes me from 1996 <laughs> when we moved out here. And I used to have a dry erase board and I would write on there what money uh, Pat owes me. That was another reason I was in debt. I was supporting two people. Um, You're a common not, law married. That is not true. Um, you know, the decision to declare bankruptcy bankruptcy was, it was hard. I mean, because again, I, I, I never wanted to do you know, take the easy way out. That was not my intention. Um, but I, I, I was drowning. I would think that if you're, you look at this number, you see I'm 72 grand in debt and you're not making 72 grand. Oh, no, what was I making a year at Probably that point? Probably half of that at best, I bet. Oh, not even that. No. I mean, I'm making, uh, well, I, I, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't know. If, uh, my best year doing stand-up while I was doing the road was 36 grand. So that's in my mind. I'm cl- I, I, I you know, I probably was at that. Yeah. Probably around thirty-six grand. Uh, you know, and it, you know, we had write-offs and everything. But it, but write-offs are mean nothing. It's just it, money you don't have. It's yeah. money you don't have. If I'm making thirty-six grand, it was all going back into airfares and rental cars and rent. I mean, so uh, you know, I wasn't gaining anything. Right. And I saw that number, and you know, it's like I I I'm getting harassed by creditors. I can't. You know, I I'm I I was living what I know seventy percent of this country lives right now. Right. Um. Where I just couldn't take it. I remember, and I and I talked to my mom and dad about it. My dad's like, "Are you sure you want to do this?" I'm like, "I I don't have a choice, you know." And I remember I got a job writing promo for the WB, and I forget how much money that was. It was crazy, stupid money. Right. I mean, maybe it's not. Maybe I, I don't remember what it was, but maybe it's not great Hollywood money. But at the time, it was like, yeah. holy crap! If I can work three months, I'm going to pay that off. And they only needed me for two weeks. Yeah. And it was like, oh damn it! Because <laughs> in my head, it was like. Oh my God! I'm gonna get out of this. Yeah, I'm gonna. This is actually gonna work. I'm gonna. Yeah. And, and at that time, I think it was only about. Uh, I remember when I got that. It was like fifty-one thousand in debt when I got the WB job, and it was like, okay, if I work there, 
you know, whatever it was, three months. Right. There we go. I'm, in, I, I'm back at even, and then I'm going to start getting ahead. And then when they said, yeah, we don't need you, it's like, mother F. Yeah. You know? um, so, you know, I, I, I declare the bankruptcy, and, uh, you know, luckily I had a car, and uh, I had an apartment, so I didn't really need anything. I wasn't, I, I had no money to buy a house anyway, so I wasn't on the verge of, uh, of buying a house. I didn't own a house. So I really had nothing to lose by declaring bankruptcy. Um, you know, I went to court, and Circuit City at the time wanted their money. Right. And I, one other company wanted their money. They're the two that showed up and said, you know, you're not going to get away with, with owing us nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you just bought a refrigerator, which we did when we first moved out here. We bought a refrigerator for the apartment because, God forbid, a Los Angeles apartment come with a, uh, with a refrigerator. Yeah. It's like, why, why that? Why that? Why not? Tell us to bring our own stove, too. That would make just right? as much sense. I mean, what a weird decision. Like, you know, we don't supply refrigerators. Yeah. What a hassle that is for everybody involved. Everybody, bring your own refrigerator. Um, Maybe our own toilet. Well, listen, I, I did that on my own because I've got uh, yeah, other nice OCD toilet. issues. <laughs> uh, this is a good-looking toilet. It's got the seat warmer the whole shot always has. Uh, by the way, I should point out that cost $72,000. <laughs> that may be right. That's got, what took you down. Wait a minute. Yeah. No, I wasn't thinking. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, uh, then you you know, you know, work it out with your creditor. Like the Circuit City guy sits across the table from you and it's like, what can you afford? I go, well, nothing. I'm here. <laughs> and he's like, well, what if you spend, what if you pay 20 bucks a month uh, for 10 months, you just gave us 200 bucks back. Are you comfortable doing that? And again, I never wanted to skirt the system, so like I felt that was very fair. Right. I pay, I I own the the refrigerators yeah. in my apartment. Why should I get that for free? Right. So uh, I was fine doing that. It might have been Sears or even Montgomery Ward, who was you know since out of business. Old and, school. Uh, um, I owed somebody money. You know what I mean? And so I I ended up paying them back some money too. Uh, but I had no problem doing it. You know, I I owned the things. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the rest was car payment and everything, which, uh, you know, I was making my car payments. They didn't take my car away. I didn't have a house to take away. So it made sense. I don't, you know, I think if you're drowning, I recommend doing it. I mean, I'm, and I don't mean it, again, not to, not to screw the man, but, you know, that's a lot of stress. Right. That's a lot of, I mean, I remember I wasn't happy. I was, I was getting hammered and drunk a lot. Right. And, um, which may have been where the money was going as well, but uh, but I remember. I mean, it was all part of it. It was like not only am I that sh- I choose this business and show business, which is stressing me out. Uh, I I can't make my bills. Right. And uh, and so you know I was hiding in in, in booze as well. So uh, I, I I again I I don't know if it's the answer for everybody, but I think if you can do it, you know you should at least tr- look into it. Were you getting calls? Oh yeah, from credit. And I think it was before. You could tell them to stop. I don't know if there's some law now that says you can have them stop or whatever, but I do remember the greatest thing about when I first went to the attorney about the bankruptcy, which cost, by the way, $1,500 to declare. I think that's fair. Uh, Hey, I got nothing. Well, I'm going to get a little bit more from you. Uh, But they get the ball rolling, and they they send out letters to your creditors saying, you know, my client is about to declare whatever it was, Chapter 7 or 11. I don't remember which one it was. Whatever the softer of the two is is what I did. Um... But then the, the calls stop. So that was, uh, I mean, that was, I mean, every time the phone would ring, it was like, I can't, Yeah. I can't take that. I know what it is. And, and you know, it was embarrassing more than anything else. Yeah. Thank you for bearing all here. Sure. You've talked about some of the things at the Chips Money Tip website. And I think it's great what you do with those Chips uh, Money Tips. I Thank really you. do it. I mean that sincerely. Thank you. Well, but, how's the ticker? Uh, uh, ticker went up oh, a high on 20, this. 20. 20. Oh, 20 oh. down. It's. 
40 up. So we right. went fantastic. Pat is, had the look on his face like he's playing charades <laughs> with children. And, and he couldn't wait for them to get to it. Two syllables. Two Shut syllables. up. <laughs> um, because you just told me a couple of things you did, and I thought that was cool. You know what I, I liked about it? Because, you know, look, as much as I'm OCD, I'm still not that smart with investments and that sort of thing. I've only, I've invested in three companies in my life, and uh, and um, and uh, I did them on, on a gut feeling and things I liked, and luckily they've all tripled in money, and they've all gone back to nothing now because the the economy stinks, but... Um, your website, Chips Money Tips, it's almost, this almost sounds like an infomercial, like I've been brought on. Your website, Chips Money Tips, <laughs> let me tell you. But that venture, that venture capital card, Capital One capital venture one card. Capital One venture deal they had back in March. Um, where, I think it was at poker, uh, right? You would, you would release that video. Right. Like on a day that, and then we were playing poker that night. And I said, hey, is that thing worth it? And you said, do it now, it's going away. There, there's no way that's going to last. Get in now. And because of that, I just got a, uh, you know, whatever the deal was. The deal was, was they, would, they would, Capital One said, hey, come on over to us, get a credit card, and we'll match all the airline miles you have at another airline, up to 100,000, with Capital One miles. And you get to keep your airline miles at Delta or whatever, but come over to us. And so people signed up, and you got 100, if you had 100,000 Delta miles, you got 100,000 Capital One miles, and they're basically worth a penny a piece. So you got a thousand dollars is that what it was yeah well that's what i because i ended up i had american airlines and i ended up getting i just bought an ipad and two one hundred dollar target gift cards so what is that how much money is that seven hundred and fifty dollars so you probably had what seventy five thousand miles yeah but i mean that that's crazy yeah for signing up for a credit card i got a free ipad <laughs> and two gift cards so i mean it's like so but which i never would have done had you know, I not seen that video of yours. Cool. So the, yeah, so that's uh, we do things like that here. So hopefully we now it is an infomercial. I know that. I, it, I know it almost sounds a little fake and cheesy. Uh, but uh, but that I know that's not the intent. Oh, look, I'm not trying to screw the man. <laughs> I made that clear. That's not my intent. No way. Um, I, I so yeah, I guess I, I guess I'm publicly. And I think I said it on my podcast too that uh, you know you've always been a guy and 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 behind your back we mock you <laughs> that you but but you. <laughs> Uh, you understand money in a way that I, I don't, I mean, I, I don't, Pat Francis doesn't, I know, uh, my friend Matt Belknap so like, it's unbelievable these things because we, I, my brain doesn't let me do that. Uh, contrarily, I'm amazingly funny. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm well respected in the comedy community. They don't know that I'm done with my wallet. What's in your wallet? What's in your wallet? Hey, speaking of those, can we talk, I don't understand those Viking commercials at all. I don't get them. As much as I like Capital One, I don't understand why Vikings are buying lattes. I don't get it. You know, I did a Capital One spot as an elf, so I don't want to say anything bad about the company. Well, listen, I think they're great people. I, they do I nice just highly, I, I, I love that venture card. <laughs> Jimmy, thanks for coming out. It's my pleasure. I appreciate it. Welcome to the Podcast Studios. I love them. Yeah. I, I, again, I would lose podcast immediately. Of course, I also <laughs> don't understand the Vikings, so maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. You know, back in the 1900s, uh, 1996 to be exact, Jimmy and I got some of our comedian buddies together and we wrote and performed the Must See Sketch Show here in Hollywood. I embedded a video of a funny sketch that we wrote and performed with Jimmy Dore from that performance. You can check it out at chipsmoneytips.com in the Jimmy Pardo podcast post. Like Jimmy, nobody wants to declare bankruptcy. So if you find yourself heading in that direction, I suggest you visit chipsmoneytips.com and in the search box type Pardo podcast to get to the post that has this podcast. And I will have links to some other options you might try. For all things Jimmy Pardo, including his Never Not Funny podcast, go to jimmypardo.com. 
Next week on the podcast, Renaissance man, app creator, and starlet Greg Grunberg will be my guest. You know Greg from the TV shows Felicity, Alias, and more recently as TV's Matt Parkman on Heroes. We'll talk about that stuff, how he started networking with J.J. Abrams in a sandbox, and how he created his popular mobile couponing app, Yowza. That's next week. Everything it's true, but it don't get, I can use, now give me more.